calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, rescuers, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Balance pulls a plan out of midair. Raoul gets dumped into the river and Zoltana spots a fraud. With Benno and Elise safe, the trio teleport themselves into a nearby river, where Rao feels the presence of the Spectre and Aimer guiding him to safety. They then head off to hopefully meet their cart and potential safety. Does either Homer or Jens have the ability to fix the damage from the fight with the hags? How will they resupply an instrumentless bard and a bolus archer? And how much further into the stalking is Rao being drawn? I guess you're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. Hi everyone, it's Philanda here. We thought we'd give you a heads up on a potential trigger warning on this episode. At 34 minutes 25 seconds, you'll hear me say something along the lines of, it's your dream, girl, and you're going to want to skip forward to uh, minute 36 at that point. We just do some gory setup for the scene, so it's not necessary to listen to, but there is gore to a child, so we thought we'd give you the trigger warning and a heads up on that. So if you want to bypass that for whatever reason, 34 minutes 25 seconds... It's your dream, girl. Just roll forward to minute 36 and we'll see you guys in the episode. Bye. Okay, you guys are hitting the end of night uh, day four. 
and the guys are making your way along this pathway towards where the caravan is. A few hours later, you guys are moving at speed. Uh, not very, very fast, but fast enough. Elise is no longer needing to lean on balance to uh, basically sort herself out. Benno is again walking with his own under his own steam without having to lean too heavily on Zoltana. Um, and up ahead in the distance, you can hear the sound of uh, horses and a laden cart, which you know to be your RC, coming your way. Um Balance is just, as we were traveling, Balance would give both of his short swords, uh, one to Benno and one to Elise. Okay, they they accept that gratefully. Just so that they have something to defend themselves? Of course, yeah. Because I don't need them? (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Okay, yeah, Uh, you guys guys make your way. Um, You see... Up ahead, you see the caravan and it comes to a a quick stop. Um, The sun is basically mostly down at this point um it's it's not exactly nighttime but it's it's that like twilighty dusky feel that's going on right now um confounded by the fog and the mist that you see it's around you but you know you can we all see come limping up yeah as you come limping up uh you see jen's uh basically stand up on the front of the car the bench and uh, she holds her hand up um, and you see a small light appear on it. She casts light on her hand. And she says, Now, who's who? What? We are us. These are some friends that we were searching for. How do I know you're you? You tried to flirt with me back at the bar. You were super wasted, though, and probably forgot half of it. I've forgotten that. So I don't know if it's true. <laughs> we had you read a book that had many languages. My book. Yes. But you could be anyone. Anyone could know that information. The people who left could know that information. They would know that information. And there's you guys. All many of you. If you're going to disguise yourself as something, why would you disguise yourself as me? Look at me. Well, oh, that's, well that's to be fair, Raul, you saw what just happened with Benno. Well, Raul, I want a persuasion check. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? Seven. Seven. I don't know she what else you're expecting. I... you. Uh, You'd be the greatest person to disguise. No one would know what kind of a thing you are. So they wouldn't. Know. They'd be too rude to ask questions. I, I, I feel like as she climbs down from the cart, and you see, like, you see Homer just like cross his hands on his on his lap, just like waiting. Like he's clearly had this all day. Um, <laughs> and he, he, she kind of like wanders over to you, a bit like staggering to and fro, and she says, "You," and she points at Zoltana. Yeah, what's up? How do I know you're really you? Tell me, tell me something about yourself that only I might know. And she gets down on one knee, so she's looking up and directly into your eyes. Like she holds the the light on her hand up so she can see your face very, very clearly. I I mean, I don't know what you'd know about me. uh, we, We drank together. I put my hand on your head. I told you about balance being psychic and shit uh i told you that i'd introduce you to my brother-in-law right yeah um that's him by the way she points at Benno. 
<laughs> she looks at you. Uh, you see that like something clears in her eyes, and she she believes you. Um, she believes that what you're saying is true. She comes to trust you. She looks up at uh, at Benno, and you see you don't, she doesn't really react. She just holds her face impassively, impassively like without movement. As she just looks at him and says, "Your face." <laughs> Something missing. All of it. Why was it going to say? Your brother-in-law's missing his face. Yeah. She gets up. She walks over to Ben Owen, puts her hand. I was like, I am Jens. Uh, you are Mrs. Ben Owen. And he puts her hand out and shakes it. And she says, sorry about your face. <laughs> I I know people who can maybe fix your face. Not that I, there's anything wrong with it. Not I mean. On the subject, Homer, um, do you by ch- any chance have any restorative capabilities that you can uh, help us out? Oh, I am pretty sure I do. Let me uh, let me go and walk down and have a look at you. I know some druids have. Uh, can you can you please fix my brother-in-law's face? I think that if my wife sees him like this, uh, it's gonna be very dr- dramatic. I I I I agree. Not that having no face is a problem. That your face is terrible. I don't want to put my foot in it and say that you really don't look good right now. But you're missing a face. Um, Jen, as you Jen's, see, <laughs> Jens, and she like she put her hand on like Jens's like I guess wrist. Yeah, she's short, so she's just like yeah. Like uh, all right, so so we're gonna we're gonna put a cork in it, just for the moment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you see him walk over to Benno and like basically gesture him to come down and uh, to his level because you know White Needle Homer is really short. He's just not Bevelin. Uh, like you see Benno like like sit down on his knees and sit back on his haunches and you see the druid reach into his pouch and he pulls out some things and begins to rub them over his face and over the course of a, a few moments you see a dark green glow emanate from Homer's hands and as he pulls his hands away you see him reach for his staff and just bap him very gently on the top of the head and you see a bright flash of bright green light and Benno's face has been restored. Hooray! Hoorah! Homer, do you have another one of those? <sighs> we probably do. Let me have a look. I Let kind of I've... got... Um... Let me see if I've got enough energy. Oh, I do, because I've got loads of spell slots above oh, that thank one. God. <laughs> I kind of got, like, cursed or something. Um, By the way, uh, so... Makeover. Heads makeover. up for the two of you. Um, we're going to need to be very careful because we were attacked by two hags. Uh, a mirror hag and a blood hag? Ooh, they don't, those don't sound very good. No. Um, <laughs> however, I figure with more of us and with us being recuperated somewhat, uh, we'll stand a better chance than we did when we were in a hostage situation. Yeah, now we know what we're looking out for. We should be better prepared. Now, now get down to my level, and I can see what. So what? What's what's ailing? He like stops mid sentence, looks at Benno, who had his entire face ripped off, and looks at like the few warts of droopy eye that you have. <laughs> now I'm not saying that nobody's pain is 
worse than anyone else's, but you just seem to be a little bit. I mean, you could probably function, right? <sighs> Balance Pete reaches into his coin purse and pulls out five gold and is just like, could you just please... <laughs> he like he puts his very small hands around yours and like folds the gold piece back into your hands like well, I'm already messing with you but uh, maybe you should have come with me first and then uh, I wouldn't be so judgy <laughs> and he puts his hand up to your face and he begins to like rub these uh, kind of like oils and, and leaves and stuff into your face and you know again he just gives you a gentle whack on the top of your head on the top of your head and yes you have your charisma damage restored oh thank god I'm beautiful again. Well, Jesus I wouldn't go Christ. that far. <laughs> I mean, not that you're my type. I don't really know what's beautiful in your culture, but does I get ugly too? <laughs> you're you're not ugly. You're 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 you, and you're doing a very good job at it. No, uh-huh. we should probably uh, make move. <laughs> That's so and, sweet. Uh, <laughs> and he, like he waddles his way back up to the horses and climbs up onto the uh, onto the bench. Um, and Jen shows Jen shows the other guys into the back of the cart and makes like a big fuss of like here's a, here's the sleeping part and like here's the bit where you cook your food and here's the bit where like the roof leaks you know this is the lush inverted commas carpet like that sort this of thing. Is like Jeremy, she- our butler, he washes yeah. your hands after you use the he dries your hands after you use the bathroom. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you tip um, him. He, he takes tips. Now, Homer, do you think you'd be able to guide the horses in the dark for a little bit? Oh, I, I think they'd be fine. I mean, we gave them a little rest a bit far up and you come up to meet her still. I think we'd probably have to travel a little bit in the dark. Not okay. too far, though. I don't want to overexert them and they won't be too far enough away tomorrow. Well, if we can get over the bridge within the span of the next hour or two, I would like to put as much distance between us and uh, the hags as possible. Yeah, I take I take I take them as far as I can, and I give them a bit of a rest and see if they'll take it going a bit further. I'll I try and keep them going best I can. Fair. Um, I'm right. going to take a bit of a rest in the cart. Keep an eye out. That I will. You be sleeping well, young masters and ladies. And uh, he goes back up and he he starts the uh, the carriage forward. Uh, is anyone sitting up with him? Um. Do you know what? Jens is going to sit up with him uh, because she, you've just rescued a bunch of people who look terrible uh, <laughs> and she thinks they're your friends, uh, hence his wife. So she'll go. She'll give you guys some time. It's a bit cramps in here now that there are three tall beings, one with a tail and three shorter, well-stocky ones and a wolf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would hope Karuna does not come in the cart. She could like lay on the floor, put your feet on her and she'd be like warm and snuggly. Whatever. Well, it's, it's, well, we'll cuddle. It's fine. That's, he'll cuddle someone. It's good. Okay, yeah, so the five of you here, if you guys just want to rest the night out, that's a doable thing. If you guys want to chat and catch up with them or anything, it's... I mean, the uh, Benno and Elise look absolutely wiped. Um, they look absolutely tired. Um, Elise is clearly lamenting the loss of her, her magic. Um, she has no access to them right now. Um, Other than that, there's nothing really much to it. Elise, would this be of use to you in the meantime? And Balance will pull out the uh, Rowena's book. Uh, she takes it from me and she flicks it through and it's like, uh, I think I can, yeah, uh, this will work for now. Where did you get this? 
It's a long story. I mean, I can read everything in here that's music, but the words? No clue. Um, Consider it on loan then, should we get jumped. Um, I will need that back, though. Of course. I... I have my own music. This is a this is a different style for sure. I like things you can dance to. This is this is pretty miserable actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only you knew the half of it. Thank you. Um, she takes the book from you and begins to study it, read it, slash attune to it. Okay. Is there anything anyone wants to say or do before we roll forward into the morning? Um, is, nah. Are there are is there armor all good? Like do they? It, it basically it, it will serve the function of armor. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's just like torn and scratched and like slightly falling apart, but it serves. It does the job. Okay. Um, they'll definitely want to replace it when they go home, but it will serve it well enough. That is fine then. So I gave up the bard book. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't. I do not have any other armaments with which to supply to our NPC friends. I know you also handed over your bow and your arrows. <laughs> my bow and my them. arrows are gone. Oh, uh, does Ultana have a crossbow or a bolts or anything? Hand axes. Uh, okay, that's useless. That's not. That's not good for Bebe. That's not his thing. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's. They both have a short sword. They're both a short swords. That's okay. That's that's doable. Can I make a flute? out of acid and take one smaller stick and like put acid on it and then kind of like twist it into it to make like a hollowed out stick and then just with my claw dip acid to make little holes and make a flute uh it sounds like you're making a recorder it'll people yeah Yeah. people recorder uh, than an actual flute and it won't sound good Well, it's a makeshift thing. Come on. It's just until she gets her good one back. It's a stick that I've made with some spit. I'll tell you what, make a... Jesus Christ, dude. Um... <sighs> I'm going to say that you have you have the materials around on you. You picked up a bunch of wood when you were at... Uh... We're, in a, we're in a bunch of wood, right? Yeah, you can find wood easy. You can, it's not exactly a straight stick. <laughs> You find sure. a stick. Uh, <laughs> hang on, I just need to open a character sheet. One second. Just, I'm trying to figure out what to make you roll here, dude. Like a part <laughs> of me, me, a part of me needs you to roll some sort of intelligence check. Um, <laughs> to put a hole in sticks. Yeah, because it's a very well, it's finicky a thing. It could also be like de- dexterity, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to go with dexterity, of- actually, um, because it's a very finicky process you're trying to do. You're trying to hollow out a stick <laughs> and then put up like the other holes. They're super easy, but you're trying to hollow out a stick without like disintegrating it. Um, lucky for you, Elise's one of Elise's weapons is a flute. Um, one of her things, her proficiency is flute. Oh, I know. So that plays I told really her well. Her flute plays. Um, I Raul compliments it on her on her flute playing once in the past. I, th- I believe so. Because he saw it Throwback. in memory. Okay, I will say that you can like you can make basically a recorder, but she could use it as a flute, and it would be very, very, very temporary. Um, oh, yeah, that's it, what he's doing. Like it probably won't withstand a lot of magic use. It's, it's <laughs> a nice okay. gesture that is supposed to yeah. hold her over. He's by no means making like a very classy thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in that case, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna call for a sleight of hand check. Because it's a very finicky process that you're trying to do, and you are using your claws to make like the other holes and guide things, and it's a very finicky process. I'm going to ask a sleight of hand on there. 
18. You make the world, like, my first flute. Uh, it's real bad. <laughs> but with some minor adjustments, she can make a real bad tune out of it, exactly like a recorder. <laughs> yes. It's not good by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it takes you all night to do this, like, bar, like, the bare minimum amount of sleep. If you go for another bare minimum amount of sleep again, I'll give you exhaustion, but I will <laughs> I will let it slide for this one. Uh, yeah, you you make a really crappy recorder. So when she wakes up in the morning, she sees, like, this flute thing <laughs> next to her. She, it's almost like she doesn't have the heart to tell you how bad it is, <laughs> but she makes a good job of it, and it sounds... Vaguely passable if you like recorders. <laughs> Good job, Raoul. Raoul, you can you can have some inspiration, my dude, uh, because that's cute and adorable. <laughs> Raoul's sitting there trying to play art cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you spend the night making a recorder and get the bare minimum amount of sleep needed for tonight. You do this again tomorrow. Your exhaustion. Okay. Um, we did so get a long rest though. You yeah, you get a long rest. So oh, thank. God. You guys get long rest, but there is the but that if Raoul does this, something like this again, he will take exhaustion. Uh, Sultana, is there something you wish to do overnight? Just sleep. I ain't got nothing else. All right. Uh, again, no visitations tonight, unfortunately. Can, is there a way I can actively, and I know this is stupid, but I don't care, actively attempt to seek out the Sandman? While I'm asleep. You have to look in a mirror and say his name three times. I thought Mr. Sandman. I would suggest that you would need more information about the Sandman. And you do have a bard. <laughs> Who knows a shit ton of stuff about a shit ton of random crap. Then I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm going to go talk to Elise. Yeah, that's it's doable. Yeah, you could you could ask you could use her ability of like recalling shit. It's not going to be as much as if you'd known it, but I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, all right. Um, so she uh, Zoltana walks over to Elise and sits down and is like, "Hey, hi. Thank you for coming to get us. Always. Did you uh, did you find Honorino?" I did. Ben, I wouldn't tell me much of what happened other than... I didn't kill him. She nods as if, like, she understands and she knows that that's what happened. Did you want to, though? What stopped you? I'm trying... I'm trying to be better. I'm, a. Uh... I made a new pact with Tyr. Looks like we're both both changing. What what happened? She tips her head and she looks over at uh, where uh, James's stash of alcohol is, um, and she looks back at you and she says, "It's been a f- it's been hard and." Uh, it's been hard, but I've managed to not for 
nearly 30 days now and it's really hard. She she uh, tentatively reaches out to hug Elise. Uh, she takes a hug. Like, she knows that you know what she's talking about. I'll tell Jens to keep hers away and out of sight. She nods and smiles. You keep, you know, this... She keeps looking over every now and then when you have a conversation and you can just tell she's just itching to get up and get it, but she's trying to read this book and stay distracted. Um, she says, so is everything okay? Uh, so, uh, oh, fuck, I have to tell Benno too because I told him, but it wasn't him. Shit. Ben, Benno's, Benno's like in the car, like he'd definitely be able to hear you. Like he's doing that like half asleep, half not asleep thing. Um, Meditation. Yeah, kind of meditating, yeah. So I don't know if Benno told you uh, that Odette has been visiting me in my dreams. She notes. In the last dream, did he tell you about the Sandman? She notes. Um, she says. In the last stream, the Sandman grabbed her. She looks at you with big eyes, as does Benno. So she's doubly in danger. What can I do? I... Do you know anything about the Sandman? She closes the book and just like puts her hands on top of it one blow and she just closes her eyes for a minute and... You can see that she's concentrating, thinking. You can see her fingers just like moving through as if she's turning pages. Um, I don't know a lot. I know there's celestials and there's more than one of them. It's a it's a type of being. They don't like people taking control of their dream worlds. It's why sending isn't used as a sleep message anymore. Sometimes needs must. Um, I. Uh, there are rumors that you can try and contact him in a dream. There are rumors that you can call him to you. But that's not an attention you want and it's already on her. You may not call the right Sandman. But it's doable. I, I, I mean, here's here's the kicker. Can you cast sending? No. No, I can't. She shakes her head. I, I don't know. The stories are really scarce on the Sandman. I'm sorry. And she looks like sad and unhappy. Did he tell you that Tuck's alive too? She nodded. She nods and smiles. Um, she tucks like her hair behind her ear. I'm not going to lie to you. Odette's told me a lot of things since since then, and it sounds like Tuck and Odette are being used for something and, and tortured. She nods. And, and especially Tuck. Well, magic or no magic, I will rip him apart. It's not just you in this. I, I, it's me and Benno too. I know. 
And I need you guys to understand. And she looks at both Benno and Elise. I am probably going to kill him. Benno looks uncomfortable. Like he's not okay with that. Like killing in general is not okay with him. But Elise nods. And she has a very firm set in her jaw, a very hard look in her eyes. If it disconnects me from tear, so be it. I I don't want to be, but God, he's he killed my father. He turned my mother against me. He kidnapped my wife. He's been torturing her, torturing Tuck. God knows what else. And and Elise puts her hand out onto your rests it on your shoulder. She says, We're gonna end him. One way or another. And by now I know that you don't like this, but fuck it. Fuck gods, fuck magic, fuck all this crap. We know he's laid hands on them and we are going to rip them apart. I am going to destroy the double ones if it's the fucking last thing I do. Uh, She puts her arms around you and just like rests her head on your, rests her forehead on yours and she just like nods and smiles at you and just holds you close. Okay. At some point, Elise will fall asleep, as will Benno. Zoltana's going to go over to balance. I made myself cry. Oh. (laughs) Balance is Um, currently meditating. And she's going to, like, tentatively tap you on the shoulder. Like, hey. Yes. Okay. You're smarter than me. Thank you. And you're more strategic. The Sandman, I told you, right? He grabbed Odette. This, I was talking to Elise. There's some rumors you can call the Sandman if you send sending in your sleep, and I can't do that. And I was wondering if there's a, if you think it's worthwhile or if you, I don't know. I'm, I'm, he grabbed her balance and she's crying. I'm not sure. The thing with that is that's his natural habitat. That's his playing field. The times where I've tried to join you, as unsuccessful as that may have been, those were for me to be able to be there to try to protect you if needed. And also to try to gain information from Odette and potentially Sandman as well. Trying to draw him out and engage him in the dream could be difficult. I'm not opposed to trying. I don't have access to that kind of spell. The only thing I could do would be to try to join you in your dream and see if there's something that could be done. According to Elise, we need to do sending or something. That's what it seems like. I don't have that. I don't think any of us here do, except perhaps maybe Jens or Homer, but they don't know Odette to send the spell out to her. 
Yeah. You're right. The only thing I could think to do would be for me to try to bait him into coming to your dream. I imagine my presence in your dream itself would be a conundrum to him. You said that's what drew him to Odette the first time, right? Yeah, but also the other thing is you'll be making yourself a target too. Wouldn't be the first time. We just got out of the middle of hags that were trying to essentially slaughter all of us. I feel like at this point, I'm a little desensitized to some of the things we've been dealing with. Yeah. All right. Would I'm you, willing would to you try? try. You would? I'll give it a go. I can't make any promises. I haven't been able to get in the fat past few times we've tried. Well, maybe that's because he's been lurking there every time. Maybe now that he's found Odette, it'll be easier. But he'll still be able to sense it. It's worth a shot. It's his realm. Okay. Thank you, Balance. If I can't get in, I'm going to wake you up, though. Okay. I don't think if you can't get in that it'll that he'll come, but sure. I'd rather you not go in with the expectation, and if he does show up, then it becomes an issue. That's fair. All right, I'll give it a go. Sultana okay. lays down at Balance's feet. And Balance is just <laughs> in his head going to say, Monarch, if you can lend me your aid in this, this time it's important. Yes, I will help. Does this mean that we're best friends? Maybe. <laughs> Yay! Finally, right. it only took like sixty some. It only took sixty some episodes. <laughs> uh, we're like sixty four now. This is sixty four. <laughs> when I'm sixty four, they became best friends. Uh, <laughs> okay. That should be the title, Balance and Zoltana Become Best Friends. BFFs. Um, well, I guess best friends until the end of the world, I guess. <laughs> okay, so y'all go to sleep. Uh, Balance, I will need you to make your check, please. Yep. I'm not looking. <laughs> oh, dang, that's Snap. good. Oh, shit. Oh, 23. You did it. Oh. It's because you became best friends. Oh. <laughs> that was the missing ingredient. The power of time. friendship. That's the name of this episode is the power of friendship. <laughs> that was oh. the missing ingredient this entire time. Oh. Okay. We just learned a valuable lesson about Roll20. It respects friendship. Friendship. Okay. Because <laughs> like it gave, gave Varela a natural 20 when his hugs. So... Um. <laughs> It's all about friendship in this podcast. Friendship is magic. The lucky die. Friendship <laughs> is magic. That's what no. everyone didn't know about this podcast is we're actually, the, the thing that's going to save the world from ending is we're all just going to have a giant bro hug. I'm going to say that while you two are doing the dream thing, um, because you've had the conversation with Elise and with Thing and Rao was doing his thing, that when it comes to like the morning shift, inverted commas, it's going to be Rao that's out there. Um, I just want to, you know, someone's got to cover it and it can't be the two people who are unconscious and you two who are going through this. Um, right. Otherwise, it's not going to be covered. And Jens has done more than enough today, I think, <laughs> as, as, as our poor, poor Homer. Okay, so we're going to do you two first and then we're going to go deal with Rao. Okay. 
Sultana, this is your dream, girl. Where are you? Um, I want to say Zoltana's not having a good dream. Of course. This time around, because she's very stressed out. Um, so she's having a dream about seeing Benno with his face ripped off. Like, but he in but it's like freshly ripped off. He's just oozing blood out of every part of his face. And and at least two. They're both have their faces ripped off. Yeah, essentially on on the ground you just see, you know, the remains of people that you care about, you know, son's face. Um it's gross and uncomfortable. There are people that you love here, people that you remember from your childhood. There are like versions of Raoul and uh, and Balance here too, just spread out in a bloody mess in front of you, but you're unable to access your powers. You're unable to help them. Except... Oh my God, is it Taylor Tal- and Kate in there? With no, no I can't do this to Taylor. I do will it. be murdered. No, do it. Embrace you didn't actually do anything. It's just Zoltana's dream. Oh, you did it then. No, I can't put... I, I can't. did it. I think, I think there's there. a level... Oh, fine. Okay. And at your feet... See, she's already traumatized. She's traumatized. Let's, That's true. I'm gonna, right. As her player, I'm going to traumatize her more and say that Talis and Caden and Demi, like all of her new friends too. Bogrim. Okay. Bogrim. Bogrim. Oh, right. Bogrim. Okay. So you see all of them laying on the ground. Some of them are trying to call out for help. Some of them are unable to move, but you're unable to access your powers to help them. Um, and then you feel a tap on your shoulder and standing there before you is balance with face. I look down at the ba- the faceless balance on the ground. I look up at balance with the face standing next to me. Down. It up. disappears. Is that oh, really what you think of me? And then I remember I'm dreaming. Is that what I'm you like, think my face bones look like? <sighs> shit. I'm sorry. I was having a nightmare. I can tell. Um, this is a little. This isn't usually what it's like when the when he shows up. By the way, usually I'm having a really good dream, like about you know tears the regulars and and I'm happy and everything is good. But just happened to catch me on a bad night. Apparently, you can hear. Balance, this is new for you. Zoltana has been dealing with this for a few days. You can hear this crying, this wailing, this kind of high-pitched scream, which is just in the background. You know she's here. Balance looks around. I've seen her in one of my dreams before. Did I tell you that? Can she here? Can I? I don't know. We can go look for her while we're waiting. As you guys begin to walk across this field of faceless creatures, you look around and look down and the bodies are almost very, very quickly replaced with paving slabs and with cobblestones. It's a place neither of you have really seen that much before. You're aware of these things, but... You know, you can't place this exactly. Um, you walk across a few bridges, you work through a few empty buildings, and this all takes moments. Like, you are aware this takes moments. This is a dream way of moving. Um, and just as you open a door into a dilapidated uh, like uh, building on the side of a dock, as you push the door open inside, you find a very well-lit, very well made room that's way bigger than should be appearing to the outside and it's beautifully made out it's very royal it's something that balance himself would be very used to having experienced um you can see some dogs and animals wandering around but they're not really 
that much in focus. You can hear the sound of screaming much more prevalently now. And opposite you guys, there are some very posh looking chairs, very like antique looking chairs. And sitting, lying on one of these like kind of couches, uh, chaise lounge type things, you can see Niverna cold up, uh, legs up to her chest, just screaming and crying her hands over her ears. Her face is still broken and fractured and you can see lights emanating from the cracks, but she's no longer a face full of mist. It's no longer blowing up every other second. Keep an eye out, Zoltana. Give me a moment. You got it. Zoltana posts herself at the door. Because I'm assuming it's like a room with one door, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a room with one door. It's like, it's just like, as you kind of like, you go to the door, like the inside of the door is really posh and ornate. It's not the door you came through because dream. Um, yeah, there's there's a single door. There's like yeah. those kind of like really like ceiling to floor windows are like, you know, twice the height of like what a normal room be. It's like a very high vaulted ceiling place. Yeah. Uh, Zoltana's going to post herself by the door, but being aware this is a dream and anything can happen, she's going to be on high alert. Yeah. Um, as you and think having, about, oh, I'm also she's gonna have a readied action, uh, just to punch, yeah, if something appears right in front of her, or appears to be ready to attack balance. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say that as balance is walking away, it looks like he should be like 20, 30 feet away. But as he sits, as he goes over to Ninverna, like the distance suddenly shrinks, and he's only like five feet away. If that, like, it's the kind of weird, dreamy aspect of this. Mm-hmm. All right, balance. Uh, Balance is going to go in front of Ninverna and just get down on one knee in front of her. Uh-huh. And just gently reach a hand out and place it on hers. Yep. It's cold, even in the dream. He gives the hand a slight squeeze. There is the barest hint of reaction of a very, very gentle squeeze back. She opens her eyes and looks up at you. She can't make any other noise than screaming. It's so loud in here that it's beginning to affect you. Um, It's beginning to like grind at your senses. She's screaming loud and clear, but she can't say anything. And she looks at you. Make an insight check, please. You don't have your advantage. You don't have your aura sight in here. Got it. This is not your world. Woo, 22. It's not exactly, woohoo, glad to see you. It's, she's glad for a friendly face. And she reaches out with her other hand just to touch the side of your face, but pulls it back because the pain in her head is just too much. And she curls back up into the fetal position, unresponsive. I will fix this somehow. I promise. The room begins to dim as you speak. Balance immediately stands up and whips around. The room is getting darker and darker. In the corner, just next to Zoltana, the shadow is so dark there, it's like staring into a void. And you just hear a chuckle coming from the darkness. Zoltana whips around to look at it. Fists at the ready. <laughs> I punch the darkness. 
Sandman takes half a step out, reveals his features in the dim lighting. You see his cloak made of darkness just wrapping around him, moving in a breeze that doesn't exist in this dream. And he looks at Zoltana, and he looks at Balance, and he looks at Inverna, and he says, More things to play with. <laughs> Add another one to my collection. Is, he, is it the same Sandman? Can I tell? Take an insight check, but it's super freaking difficult. That's six, so not great. You assume it to be... Uh, <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I neither confirm well, he, nor deny this. Um, he did. He did say another one. So yeah, Zoltana's just gonna rear back and fucking punch it. As your fist goes to punch it, and the second that it feels like it would hit his chest, the both of you wake up. I need you both to make Constitution saving throws. Oh shit! Okay. Nope, that's a seven. That's a fail. You get an advantage from me anyway, but... Oh, uh, no, I only get the plus three. Oh. Yeah. That's a 16. 19, right. technically, for you. 19, yeah. Okay. Um, Sultana, you wake up um, with a small scream and your head really hurts as you take five psychic damage. Okay. But you seem to be okay. Balance. You wake up and you can't move inside your own body. Your head screams. It hurts. There's something wrong going on inside there. And you take 10 psychic damage. Oh, good. And you are paralyzed for... Well, that was lucky for you, 1d8, which was a 3. You are paralyzed for 3 hours. Oh, fantastic. All right. All right. So I'm just stuck. Yep. You're just literally... You look like you're meditating. (laughs) But you hurt and you can't move and you can't see because your eyes are closed. Like, it's just, it's not good, man. This is not, mm-mm. this is not good at all. Um, I'm going to pan outside and we're going to go deal with Ral. It's the last part of the watch. Um, you've probably got like an hour left on the watch. Like, uh, Homer did a really good job at keeping the horses going, but now they need to rest and he needs to rest. Um, he's come to wake you up to take over. Um, light's okay. It's not terrible. Um, it's kind of like that early morning dawn where the light is like really bright. There's a lot of fog around, so it doesn't really make that much more difference than you would before. Um, it's still kind of eerily quiet out. Um, make a perception check for me, please. 13. You become aware that there is something moving in the swamp. There's something moving in this like marshy area. Um, like Homer mentions that there, he thought something was approaching them but he couldn't see it very well so he thought it was best to stop um, now you've been like on watch for a little bit there is definitely something someone approaching um, and they just get closer and closer um, and as the sun begins to come up and burn away a little bit of this fog you see that it is a yeah you could probably tell from this distance she's not making any pains to hide it you can see this tall half elf woman um, she looks kind of old um Half elves are wanting to age a bit quicker than elves. Uh, yeah, she just seems to be happily making her way along this misty pathway. Um, and as she realizes that you have spotted her, she heartily waves to you. Um, can I? This is dumb. Can I insight? <laughs> what are you inciting? I'm inciting to see if, because we're kind of off on our own, right? 
yeah, yeah, on the you basically just like stops on the path just a little bit off to the side when you found a dry area. Like it's you're not concealed by any stretch of the imagination. No, but like there's no people around, right? Like it's odd to what see. What the hags are around? Um well, yeah, but that's great, right? <laughs> that's that's far behind you. Um yeah, yeah. Like people are not common in this area. You haven't really come across people. So- my insight would be to see if she's here, if, if like her being here seems to accomplish something for her near us, or if she's really just passing by. Okay. Um, she's carrying a small pack with her. She appears to have been walking for a while. Um, yeah, go for it. Make an insight check. 21. She seems to be making her way directly towards you. Um, like she's heading down this path for a reason um, and the reason appears to be when she sees you your your caravan your your group of people um, you maybe um, she makes her way directly towards you she shows that she has no weapons apart from the, the walking stick which she's leaning on uh, like a basically a big wooden pole it's not like a proper walking walking stick it's just a guide stick um, and yeah she just she seems to be happening quite cheerily making her way towards you uh, stop, please. Who are, who are you? Uh, you see her tip her head. And you feel like a, like a, a pushing at your mind, but it's only very fleeting. She says, My name is... Oh, well, my name is of no real consequence. <laughs> I am looking for an old friend I thought I sensed. I don't know if you've seen him. He's yay high. And she puts like her hands down, like towards like between like halfway up her thigh. <laughs> and she's like, well, last time I saw him, he was that anyway. I don't, I don't really know what he's now. Does your friend have a name? Yes, he has a name. <laughs> We all have names. We all have collections of names. I mean, there, there's your true name, your name you have when you're... She's kind of like, she's very slowly hobbling towards you. She's not threatening. She just wants to get closer to talk. We always have collections of names. Names that we are given at birth by our parents or whatever's around. And names that we've earned. Names that people give us. (laughs) We have... He has many names. And he wears many names too. (laughs) I wore my name. (laughs) I wore that name until he took... Uh, went left my name behind <laughs> did you did you call him something did you know him by a name uh, yes I I call him Marn <laughs> he was a good friend <laughs> Rawl is gonna knock on the side of the thing and stop the car as he gets uh, the car is stopped you guys are stationary yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, on the side it wakes up uh, Benno, Elise, and Jens. No, uh, yeah. 
it, it wakes up pretty much everyone except Balance, who is basically in the dream with Kay- with uh, Zoltana. With Casey. With a Casey. Um, and well, the dream's then, not even over yet, huh? No, this is this is properly parallel crap. Um, they'll they'll hear Zoltana in a minute. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you basically see like uh, Benno pop his head out from the side and look over at you, Ral, and he clocks the old lady instantly. Uh, she's looking for her friend. Uh, did you say his name was? Name? Interesting things about names. Okay. If you know um, a name, it gives you. <laughs> Power over people. <sighs> At least I can. <laughs> Things that I do. What is your name? I haven't seen your likes before. I, I am Ral. What is your name? People. I think I asked that and I think that I got the dodgy answer. <laughs> I'm sorry, I find it very difficult to keep things straight. It's it's been a while since I've had uh, it's been a while since I've had clarity ideas <laughs> You are what are you? Potentially an enemy. What is your name? They call me Lizzie. <laughs> I think at this point, Raw like is going to be able to put it together. Okay, good. And Raw will get up off the cart and walk in and see Balance paralyzed. <laughs> as you basically, as she says the word Lizzie and you get off the cart, you hear like a small scream from Zoltana. No. Mm. Uh. That's a super small screen. <laughs> like Karen. Well, you know, I'm trying to be mindful and, and also because it was funnier to be like... Well, kind of pokes his head in. Uh, yeah, you pop your head in like uh, Zoltana is like up on her feet or still sitting upright, I guess. Uh, Balance looks like he's just paralyzed sitting there. I shake him. You are where he's shaking you. You just can't verbally communicate. I certainly make a con check. <laughs> Thank you, Arch. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, you can make a con check. It's a nine. Oh boy. Um there is there is a significant amount of acid dripping from your nose. Um it's clear, it's thick, it burns like a mofo. Um and you're going to take some damage, so take your damage because I think we've got it written somewhere on your sheet. Is it the breath weapon or the spit? Yes. 2d6 so- versus 3d6. Uh, six is the 2d6. Question. Yes. It says I can't speak. Yes, you can use your telepathic abilities. Thank, all right. <laughs> you do not require verbal semantics or components because, uh, yeah, Snowflake character, so sure. <laughs> Thank you. So it is the, the, the spit, the lessened damage and not yes. the full breath weapon? Okay. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure it's been the full breath weapon before, or I've I, used that. I don't know. I, 
I, I think we've left like how much damage happens to him and when he gets knocked out kind of fluid because yeah. sometimes it's a really bad thing you're experiencing and sometimes you just flew two feet off the ground. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we leave that kind of fluid. <laughs> you basically like feel your nose burn like you should be bleeding and you put your hands to your face under your maw and you just see that it's nothing but acid that's poured down your face. I'm and it sizzles. Get, get out of the cart so I don't burn anything. <laughs> oh, uh, V, quick question. Did I technically get my long rest before this stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you get everything back. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so I just lost the 10 psychic damage after the long rest. Consumed. Yes, yeah. Uh, oh, you okay, can that... you can feel Rao shaking you. You heard the tapping. You heard something. I'm not going to say you heard what was going on, but you heard like movement and talking and stuff. Just, yeah. You're, you're right, kind I'm of semi I'm going to telepathically say to Rawl, help. I'm paralyzed. Do you say this to the guy that's passed out? He just took damage. <laughs> he just took damage. He didn't pass out. Oh. <laughs> Tell Zoltana and Homer. Uh, Rob wipes his acid away and looks <laughs> back up and into the cart. And Balance is paralyzed, he says. He's what, no? Paralyzed, and Rawl is looking very nervous. Balance will say telepathically to Homer, "I'm paralyzed. I can't communicate except like this." Oh right, me, okay, please. that makes way more sense. <laughs> and you basically feel him put his hands on the side of your face and just like tap various points on your face, like pressure points, and you just feel a slight tap on the back of your head from his staff, and you are no longer paralyzed. Okay. Oh, Balance like leans forward and puts his hands on his knees. Is like that was less than pleasant. Holy. Okay. Rolex relieved as well. Rolex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> next time we're going to do that. We need more backup. Yeah, definitely. Okay. That was a uh, shit. Uh, I balance. didn't even get a chance to do anything. Uh, balance. No. Uh, what? Balance. Hi. Um, I think someone might know someone here. And I'm going to gesture to the crazy woman. Um, Balance is going to climb out of the cart. Yeah, get get them. As to, you, yeah, as you climb down and climb out of the cart, you see this crazy old lady in front of you. Let me give a, a better description than it's a crazy old lady. Um, <laughs> half elf. She's a half elf. I need to make sure I go to my world information properly. Makes sense how she would still be alive after 50 years. It's only 50 years. Uh, she's wearing a very thin blue velvet cloth dress and very long gloves. They're dark black. Uh, dark charcoal. It's not quite black. Um, she has very long, unkempt gray hair as if she hasn't brushed it. And it's got like little twigs and leaves and stuff on it. Um... Yeah, and she's leaning heavily on a kind of like walking pole and she has a little backpack on. Uh, she's wearing really thick shoes. I'm sorry, uh, I was distracted for a moment in there. Who are you? She looks up at you. She tips her head. You see her eyes go wide. You see them white over as if she, her eyes just roll back in her head. She's staying perfectly still, perfectly calm. She rolls her eyes forward. You can see that they're a deep blue color. And she says, I'm 
I'm Lizzie. You are... Tips her head again. Looks at the people around her. And she speaks into your mind. She says... You are Prince Dathrodir. The Elder. The one who is no longer Prince. You are... Thrown into prison. And you have my friend. And out loud she says... You can call me Lizzie. I will call you Balance. (laughs) Balance has a growing smile on his face. I would like you to make a wisdom saving throw as you feel Marnak trying to take control, unless you're going to let him. I'll let him. It's more like a polite request to drive the car. Um... (laughs) rather than a forced takeover. You know that he could if he wanted to, but he's asking, um, hence why you got the heads up. I Um, will mentally tell him I'll allow it, but I'm staying in the passenger seat. Yes, he gets that. Uh, He basically, like, bypass... You know, like, the thing where you bypass all the warning signals because you want to go do the thing? Like, yeah, yeah, whatever you say, yeah, devil's barking, yeah, whatever. Um, He basically does that, takes control, and runs over to Lisbeth and picks her up and gives her a big, tight hug. You, you want my name? <laughs> I am sometimes Cassie Riliniki, <laughs> and I play Lisbeth. <laughs> and sometimes I'm Karina on the White Walt, and other times I am Raka on Counterbalance. <laughs> Names have power, so much power. <laughs> If you leave me your name, I can do funny things with them. (laughs) Or if you don't want me to do funny things with them, you can support us on Patreon. Then I will consider to leave your name off my list. (laughs) Or if you don't have the money, you can leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or... Wherever you leave reviews, Podchaser maybe, you can also get in touch with us on Twitter at TLDPod. Or if you want to hear another thing in which I wear many names in, why don't you listen to this? (laughs) So she's doubly in danger. And... Fuck you, Neil. I'm sorry. It was a double one thing, and you did that. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Sorry. Ruining my moment. God sorry. damn it. With your beautiful new haircut. They're double. <laughs> Shut your mouth, you beautiful man. <laughs> We're here for trouble and make it double. <laughs> White needle blasting up again. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Aria. Did you want to listen in on me and Rock enjoying ourselves? Don't encourage. Should I describe to you what we're doing Um, right now? (laughs) What's going on? Let's see. Look, these wind shells document anything you do in order to banish the spirits. I don't banish spirits. I'm fixing the tango. Of course, we can't open a new hole into the Aetherweb every year. The spirits aren't always 
bad. Those are exactly the reason Tangleweed's happened in the first place. I'm sure Rocka knows how to get through a water gate without disrupting the magic balance. So what happens when there's a hole in the weave? Does magic pour out? It is already broken. Let more of air into this world. I'll destroy Wait, every no, single no. one of them. You fed enough already. I will kill you, you filthy Whoa, 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 guns on, Vaka. Try it, fellow duster. God, ferocious runemaster. Your friction will grind the weaver twain. Yarta. In moments like these, I wish I could see the runes. What's wrong, Raka? Is that Tangleweave maybe too difficult even for someone as great as you? Counterbalance, a high fantasy audio drama. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts from. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.